All right, enough goofing around. Let's get this started. We're, we're getting into our our prediction results later, but I don't think any of us did. Did, did, did we get? Did, did anyone get any points? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't think we did very well. But no, yeah, I think we'll that was the it. worst one yet. But excuse me, <laughs> maybe <laughs> you did well. Talk, I don't know. We're not gonna do it. Okay, don't do picks. any pre-count. No, don't look at it. <laughs> uh, don't spoil it. We. Um, I've been trying not to look at this list. Yeah, uh, for, for a week now. Look, so I actually, let's yeah, go I into actually it haven't added anything up, there. but I'm pretty sure I won. Like well and truly. <laughs> we'll see we'll see all right should we start with like general wwdc impressions and and about the format and stuff without going too much into details because we'll probably go through all the actual announcements through our terrible picks and apparently zach's not so terrible picks see oh i uh, yeah i feel the same i feel like we often drag this episode out in a good way in a very fun way but i just don't want to make it uh, i would like us not to uh we should just do a quick recap first of our favorite, uh, of our, what we think about the format in general. And I think what we, like our general impressions, but then we can, le- we can go into our list quite soon. And then we talk about our favorite stuff in the end. And we'll have many months of talking mm-hmm. about that anyway. Once we know more as well. Um, before we get started, I also wanted to mention that Adam is here again, um, joining us for our special WWDC uh, predictions results um, episode. That's very catchy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he, he, we, we've been telling him that, um, we, we want him to, he's not just here for the predictions. He's here to, uh, to have a general chat as well. So mm. feel free to. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks for inviting me back. Yeah. Of course. Um, so what do you, how do you think, how, how do you, the three of you like to form it so far? Or, well, so far it's like the last day. Do you like this? I see many people on Twitter have very opinionated. <laughs> what uh, people on Twitter opinionated? Yeah, I thought no it was way. almost as good as it could be f- given the situation. Like there's obvious downsides to everything being online, but when you, when you sort of boil it down to, the core essence of what WWDC is, sessions and labs, I thought they were as well run as they could be. I really liked from a session perspective and also from the main keynote and State of the Union perspective, taking things out of the context of on stage, one presenter, one massive screen. That didn't mm-hmm. need to happen. And they could film presenters at various places in Apple Park with nice backgrounds, with nice objects and shiny things on the table in front of them for like pure fun um, and then just sort of overlay video content as needed. I really liked that approach as opposed to just somebody in front of a stage or somebody in front of a webcam like it could have been. Um, The labs were actually really, really good um, with the obvious caveat of the labs running at uh, US time zones, which absolutely sucks. Um, (laughs) Not that that's different if you were there in person. It's it's a bit harder when you're (laughs) at home. Um, But the, the... element of being able to submit a question ahead of time and have somebody on the other end who has read your question and potentially already has an answer when you first pick up a call, I thought was awesome. Um, it was very helpful. It meant that if you, I mean, if you had a long lab slot, if you had 25 minutes, it meant you could pretty much have a like super productive 25 minutes. And sometimes you'd have an answer within five or 10, and then you could spend the next 15 talking about other things or learning other things or asking other random questions that you hadn't intended on asking and just finding out more stuff. So, I really like that aspect. Or just socializing for a few minutes, sure. which yeah. was nice too. I wasn't in a mood to socialize at 3.45 <laughs> most mornings, but you do you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think this was probably the biggest scale recruitment event in, in tech history. <laughs> I know. You could really get the feel for the... Um, 
sort of dynamics between like it, within the team it was nice to see that they were like joking around having this like prop like diff- different like i don't know if you saw the what's new in no, I think it was the intro to Swift UI where they were in the end, the guy picked up a sandwich and ate a sandwich. And it just felt like it was nice that they could put those like quirky things into the videos. Oh, I haven't finished that one yet. And now you've just oh. spoiled the ending. <laughs> I've heard them talk about sandwiches the entire session. I should have guessed where that was going, but now I don't don't need to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Adam. Adam only tuned in for the sandwich moment. <laughs> it, it was on your mind all the time. Like, will there a one I wanted to make sandwich. sure they were very concerned about whether the sandwiches had enough sauce. I remember that. <laughs> and so maybe but, don't spoil that. So there was a sandwich at the end, but don't spoil whether or not it had enough sauce. We will also not tell you what kind of sandwich it is and how contentious of a sandwich category food item it is in the first place. So we keep that up. Oh, man. Is it one of those things that people argue about whether it's really a sandwich? Like, is is a hot dog a sandwich? Is it that kind of thing? You won't have to watch to the end. Okay, I'm wondering, is that avocado toast a sandwich? Because that's on their slides. And I think they must have had so many different discussions about this. Is an avocado toast a sandwich? Is toast a sandwich? That's the question you have to answer. It's not, is avocado toast exactly. a sandwich? Yeah, that yeah is so that based question. on my five years of living in Australia, I take a certain level of authority, despite all of you, apart from Marlin, having more years to claim. Um, I say no, because it's it's a toast. Exactly. It's, it's an avocado toast. It's not, it's not a, sandwich. a sandwich. It's not nope. called an avocado sandwich. It is having no similarities to a sandwich. It's not closed. It cannot yep. be a sandwich. That is the correct answer. Any toast is not a sandwich. It doesn't matter if you put another slice of toast on top of it. It's not a sandwich. Well, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> of course, if you would close it up, if you have the avocado in between and then you put a second piece of but bread on it, it's a sandwich. That uh, doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. That doesn't that matter. <laughs> uh, I don't think we'll settle that debate today. Um, but yeah, watch the Swift UI sessions if you want to see more about more, I guess, uh, types of breaded products that might be considered sandwiches it's it's a good session for that i don't think that was the core intention of the session um i really like that session i mm. think in general like all the swift ui session has have, have been really good mm. but uh, outside of that also just seeing like apple park from the inside it looks beautiful like all the all the hallways and all the all the settings that i had to talk about it it was always really nice it's like a place you'd i mean i i don't know if i would like it as much if they if it would be full of people but seeing it so empty it was like i i i could i could work there yeah. by myself uh, on my own projects i don't know i i, I do I, I have no intentions of joining apple but that was se- seeming quite appealing now seeing all those people in those beautiful spaces with birds flying around in the background and having a pond and i do wonder how many birds fly into the glass yeah i think that might be a problem <laughs> but yeah yeah uh, pretty good yeah no, like honestly i think it's been oh, like impressively better than i expected i actually f- f- felt I actually quite slightly regretted that I didn't pick this as a pick for our last time, but I was going to predict that there wouldn't be any people on the session videos mm-hmm. because I just thought people recorded from home and I just expected there to be like just their slides and their sample projects and that's all we're going to see and we're just going to have this voiceover. Like, um, like dub dub the videos like four years ago i don't know when they switched but that's kind of what mm. i expected but production value was insanely high instead yeah yeah it was very impressive mm. uh, but therefore it must have been so much more work for them to get all of this ready obviously it's a different type of work but it's yeah they must really have prepared things beforehand but i think it's worth it i really think this format worked well for 
for what what we were like everyone watching online right i think it worked really well because the everything was presented for this format it wasn't that it was an on-stage presentation mm. that happened to be recorded i mean they were still fine right but it's this was designed to be presented and i think that added a lot of like switching between cameras at the right moments you know having having like a bit more movement around when necessary having different devices in front of them i think being able to set up the the presentation in a way that makes sense for every single session added a lot and i think that that was really good and really fun Labs, I, I agree with you, Zach. I think the labs were super valuable and it was interesting to... Sometimes it was hard, right? You had to formulate your question potentially before you could yeah. watch the session. So that was sometimes a bit like... Uh, and you almost right? had to try and sell your question because you knew that somebody was going to filter mm -hmm. it. So you had to sort of... You couldn't be a bit wishy-washy yeah. in your description. Did they filter it though or was it more no, of a first-come, sure first-serve yeah. Because otherwise it's a time zone disadvantage. Yeah. Like, you would get every session and I would yeah. get no sessions because yeah. I submitted, like, an hour before the thing closed. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we submitted some before, an hour before the thing closed as well. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure this filtered because it's also about <laughs> engineering availability, right? Yeah. If you have a very specific question about server-to-server -server notifications, mm -hmm. they don't put just anyone in the StoreKit team on it, right? They want to put someone in that actually is able to answer your question, not just your question, but also usually questions within that that realm so, because you i mean at least in my lab experience you start with one question but they might turn into three or four other ones that are adjacent to your initial problem and you want you if you're already doing this pre-filtering you want someone ideally uh that answers your questions who, who worked on this or at least was involved enough to to be able to 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 get to something useful there yeah but yeah i, I found that like you were really able to get a lot of helpful information from the labs so i think overall i'm very very happy with like the results i got from attending them but i do think um you lose a bit of a personal touch yeah. um and and a bit of spontaneity and that's something i really feel like i'm missing from the like in-person meetups meetups in-person conferences um because like when i was at wwdc in previous years i might have just attended a session and then i know that there was a lab right after and i could just drop in and ask some more follow-up questions on the mm -hmm. session um as you don't really have that it's not as dynamic now mm. and sometimes you might not even know like the day beforehand that you will have a question whereas now it's like you you couldn't really book that um or even like we we have friends right i mentioned this multiple times before like last year two years ago i don't remember i was kind of shy about labs and it was kind of nice to just tag along someone else who had an actual question and i felt a lot better of like yeah. hey i'm just here also but i'm not actually i'm not the core person asking asking you almighty apple engineer question mm -hmm. so it was kind of comfort comfortable for me to be like all right attack along see how this format works and and all of that and then i felt more and more comfortable to actually ask my own questions and then we passed that uh, forward the next year right we we went with people who who were uh uncomfortable about asking questions and they attacked along with us and then spent the rest of the week just in in labs every day because they're like all right now i'm over this initial hurdle and now i feel comfortable keeping on doing that and i think that is something that is even even harder when you're uh having to book a specific slot where you have to argue for your question and you know you're one-on-one -on -one, right one-on-one -on -one is nice if you're comfortable but if you're like a bit shy there's no way in a one-on-one -on -one you can just kind of yeah, I mean, hang we, around we, and see how how the format works yeah we even noticed that when we are hosting meetups digitally that i think some people are not as comfortable attending a digital meetup just because 
they are quite new to it or they're, they're, they're not comfortable with everyone putting the focus on them. Um, and like when, when it's this like one on one format, you're, you're very much like in the center of the conversation. And I think it, it could be a bit more nerve wracking. And everyone we, we met in the labs, they were in, insanely welcoming and like we had some questions that were they were not the highest quality quite not that we were like <laughs> being mean it was just they were fairly basic questions just because we were like certain things we've done there were kind of new to them right mm-hmm. and apple and the apple engineers even people that worked on on like things that for 14 years plus they were super welcoming understanding and explaining some of the basics that we might have missed and kind of uh, based on how we ask our questions, figured out some other things that might be interesting tidbits to know related to that framework. And it was just a super, super nice, friendly experience. And I think that is, I think that's, that's why there's so much value in giving it a shot and then realizing that a lot of people are there just as excited as we are about WWDC and just as excited to be able to, to be company approved, able to talk about engineers that, that use their frameworks, right? Because usually you don't see a lot of Apple engineers talking about, you know, publicly mm-hmm. about the frameworks they're working on for next year. But this is like this one, one time a year where they worked on something potentially for multiple years and explicitly mm-hmm. told to talk about this as much as you can. So I do think it's, it's a two-way street where, where they're excited to talk about it and we're excited to, to inquire more information. Where, um, I, I didn't go into any labs. The engineers, where were they? Were they um, at a special at office? Home. They were at home? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if everyone was, but... I assumed uh, so. Just judging from the acoustics, it felt like everyone were in dif- different yeah. type of rooms like some people were more and they weren't allowed to turn on video apparently so that probably says they're at home oh okay that's i had no idea yeah the few calls i did join with video i was told oh sorry you can turn yours off if you want because we're not allowed to turn ours on so yeah yeah which makes sense right you don't want if if you're at your home it's hard right if if we would be apple corporate and we have to make a decision around this it's hard to say it's up to each engineer to decide because then the ones who don't feel comfortable to to show their home or have a home that might not be as rep, uh, as presentable it's tricky you don't want to have i don't know uh political affiliation objects within the view f- yeah, you don't but, want to have to have approval of what your home should look like. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I totally see why you would be like, look, special circumstances, let's just say everyone video off because that, that cannot cause issues. I mean, causes some as in communication issues, but nothing that might might cause long term. Like, yeah, I didn't think it was a major problem. Could you still like share your screen to show code yes. and things? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I think this is really, it, it way surpassed my expectation. From the keynote, I think the keynote crazy production value was really fun to see all those different parts of of uh, Apple Park. It was kind of cool. Um, but I would, I would, I would honestly still very much like to have an in person uh, conference yeah, again. Yeah, I think it was great for they made it into something great, but it's just very different from what it usually is. And I think you get so much value from just either running into other attendees or running into people you know or running into engineers working at Apple. Because I think if, you, if you're if you not as... Um, like, if you don't have a local community, for example, you might, it, it's just great to be able to meet people who are like-minded during that one week. 
And I think it's very encouraging as well. Like I always leave WWDC being like super excited and like energized because there are all those new exciting things and everyone's working on so cool things. Like you, you see what everyone else is working on um, because you, you show each other's apps and it's just very motivating to meet all those people. So if I understand that it's a privilege to be able to go. Um, so therefore this format is quite good for that, but it would be awesome if there could be some type of hybrid or, um, I think some people have suggested that maybe you can have something like engineering sessions throughout the year, uh, even though it's like uh, maybe just over a couple of days. I think it, you could have a great sort of combination of it. And I mean, all of us, we only know each other because of developer-related in-person events, right? So it's like we're also very, very strongly biased towards in-person events because I think... Um, I mean, at least Mal and I and Adam, we're not particularly uh, active on Twitter usually. So I, I do think we might be predisposed towards like in-person events over, over digital events. Zach is a bit more active, so hmm. not saying that you don't like in-person events. As a Cobra Head <laughs> organizer, you clearly also see value in that. But um, you're at least more active on Twitter that you would have more chances of meeting people that, and making friends online. Than, Fair point, than, yeah. I would potentially see myself doing. So I think there's also having an in-person event also gives newcomers into the industry or newcomers like scholars and other people that that might even get um, into WWDC without the financial burden, mm -hmm. an opportunity to meet a lot of people who've been in the industry for, for multiple years or multiple decades, which otherwise might be harder to break into. So I think there is, I mean, that's that's probably partially why Apple has mm. a scholarship program, right? And I mean, Apple is also very much like putting focus on that. Every year they mention how many first-time first attendees mm. there are at WWDC. And I do think it really helps you feel more connected with everyone else once mm. you see people in person. But it can also be the opposite, right? It can also be if you're super shy and you're in an in-person event, it can, I think there are values to both of those approaches. It would be nice if Apple would get to a point where they do a pick and choose because, for, for example, the session videos are amazing. If we could get some of that, you know, if if we would be able to push the labs more towards the the whatever the end of whatever the dubbed up format will look like in the future and have sessions pre-recorded and those engineers not having to worry about giving their talk and we somehow get that before we start the the uh, the um, the actual event, that would be kind of cool. Um, it's tricky, right? Because you do want to connect the keynote, obviously, to, to the event because that's kind of the highlight to kick it off. But you can't have sessions available before the keynote because that would kind of spoil that. I'm not saying it's an easy problem, but it would be nice to pick some of the elements that work really well, like the engineering availability, right? We've never had that many engineers available for labs. And those engineers seemed a lot more relaxed because they didn't have to have in their mind that they also have to prepare or rehearse one more run of their talk for tomorrow or even if they feel totally rehearsed not having to think about potentially speaking in front of a thousand people so i do think i i had the feeling at least in the labs which is obviously a snapshot um that people were more relaxed than average because it's you know you're at home mm. you talk to people on on, on a uh, voice chat it's mm. it's a lot less pressure um so i do think there, there are probably good things. Even if we go back to more physical things, I think there's still a lot that I hope we 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 keep from. Yeah, this there's probably as well. a place for a hybrid. Um, you know, you can probably learn from doing mm. the sessions. I mean, why does a session need to be done in person? Like, if you're there 
maybe you could be watching a pre-recorded video. I know it's not quite the same as watching somebody do it live, but it would take, I imagine it would take a lot of pressure off them, but also save a lot of time because there's less need for rehearsals. If you've got a script and you read it to a camera, presumably for a lot of people, that's going to be faster than memorizing something. So, you know, mm. there's advantages. Mm. Um, and you can pause and you can go back. You don't have to go, yeah. you know, it's it's quite nice to, to just pause and be like, wait, what does this line do? Okay, copying the code and mm. trying it out and then going to lab, there's a lot of value in that. But you do lose, like, some some presenters are really true, good at yeah. engaging your audience, right? And there's, like, there's like getting the feedback directly from the crowd going, like, ooh, when there's a new <laughs> feature announced. It's, I, I <laughs> would imagine that being very satisfying if you worked really hard on releasing something to then yeah. get this immediate feedback. But, I mean, I, I do think, for me personally, the session format is better this way than it was in person. And no demos went wrong. So, there's, there's that advantage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't see <laughs> they them didn't go, go wrong. wrong. Everything's flawless. Be the yeah. one. No. <laughs> yeah. Xcode no longer has breaking <laughs> uh, autocomplete. It now works 100% of the time. But, yeah, the other, the one of the good, oh, I mean, there were many good things, but another good thing about the sessions is the length and they sort of there's a huge range yeah, i mean that's there true. weren't many sessions that went for 40 minutes and in past wwdc's a lot of sessions mm-hmm. went for 40 minutes and felt like some of them needed to be dragged out but i think the mm-hmm. shortest session i've come across this year was two minutes and there are a lot in the sort of 10 to 15 oh, really? minute category which is really good um, i guess when yeah. you take out the changing presenters walking on stage the clapping the you know, adding a few minutes mm-hmm. for padding, like that's sort of what a lot of those twenty-minute talks boil down to, and that's really good. But also just time slots, right? You can't really schedule a time slot if you're like yeah, this no, is exactly. a five-minute time slot, but it has to be in parallel with the rest, right? You kind of have to fill that slot. But this meant that the the sessions were really rich, really mm-hmm. information dense, and but they were to the point, mm-hmm. and that was really nice as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I'm still watching at like one and a quarter speed, but it's still you know. It's good. (laughs) I got to remember that you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. There's heaps of bugs um, if you airplay and airplay seems to be the only way to do it on Apple TV because that speed option isn't available in the app. So, it's quite Ah. frustrating. I've had my Mac kernel panic probably four times this week after trying to airplay to Apple TV. So, it's quite frustrating. None None of my devices are running the beta, but- or none of the ones I'm airplaying from. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe, maybe that's should. how they're testing it. Um, For Apple TV, if we could have like the yeah speed option, that would be really nice. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's move this along. Any any final thoughts, or should we move move on so we get to our our we can move predictions on. and announcements? All right. Uh, one thing that was for Mon and me in particular super exciting um, was uh, Orbit was actually featured. Woo, uh, congrats throughout the week. Thank you. Yay! It's yeah, it's it's super exciting, and <laughs> we were made aware of this um, in the middle of the State of the Union. Yeah. <laughs> I think Adam, we were watching. Uh, Adam was watching it together with us, and we were sort of saying like, "Oh wait, wait, we gotta we gotta stop here. We're not gonna watch the rest of the State of the Union because we were like couldn't focus. We were so excited to see it." <laughs> Uh, but we were able to get through State of the Union. Uh, we, we calmed down after a while, but it was super exciting to see. Mm. And it's it's a really fun week to be there as well, because it's like we, we, we were there together with the, um, with the developer app. So like there's the marketing for the developer app, and then there's us right underneath. And it was super exciting. Yeah, yeah so, nice. And it was extremely exciting. I mean, um, it was also, you know, we thought this year's Step Up will be a bit calmer, right? Because you're just being at home how, 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 how stressful can it be yeah. well we ended up shipping two two builds during the week because we we 
had a few things that we want to get in yeah there were so, some like nice improvements that we wanted and then like okay let's just let's just finish it up now yeah. and then we had some late nights so we did yeah so it it, it turned into more authentic WWDC experience because of that uh, i'm sure that was apple's intent all along so <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> No, but super exciting. And it's also, it's kind of insane to see like hundreds of thousands of impressions. Mm. Uh, means our conversion number is not particularly great, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's crazy to see like my, my apps that I usually work on have like a few hundred impressions or when it's like hitting thousands, you're like, whoa, a lot of people seeming to see this, but <laughs> just seeing like hundreds of thousands in a day is, is quite a different number. And as a result of that, like a lot of people that are like that we were talked to during the labs and those kind of things they're like oh yeah i've seen your app we're like oh that's that's oh that's cool make this week uh even more special than yeah. it is already it makes me feel more comfortable that i put quite a lot of time into making the logo <laughs> <laughs> i know how many people despite it logo. being immediately deprecated by apple's announcements <laughs> i know i gotta make something square yeah i don't know uh, we also have to change the name. Orbit no longer makes sense for a uh, rounded no, right. No, we're not changing the name. We're, we're now calling let's it call box. It, let's you call, call it orbit weirdly ish. shaped orbit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, of, or, obviously for us personally, that was that was an incredible, yeah, in, incredible day for multiple reasons. But nice. uh, that was definitely something that we we hoped to get to at some point. We didn't expect it quite quite soon, uh, but extremely excited about that yeah yeah super exciting um all right um, all right without further ado should we dive into apparently zach's okay and mon and my terrible predictions maybe adam wins we haven't really yeah, yeah that is also uh, yeah oh that w wouldn't that be fun if, if adam <laughs> well it wouldn't be fair i have the advantage that uh i get to pick the best of <laughs> the best of the best the best of the I best think that's what you're, yeah uh, All right, how should we go through this? Adam, do you have a specific format in mind, or should we just... I think we should go through it each round, and I don't think we should try to recreate the order that the picks were done in, because we don't remember, but uh, yep. we'll just... Uh, in my spreadsheets, it's Kai, Mullen, then Zach, and we'll just do it in that order. All right, sounds good. Sure. So starting with the 10-point round, mm -hmm. uh, Kai's pick was they were going to announce an ARM Mac transition. Which I think, I don't remember, did that happen? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if they did, it, they didn't make a big thing out of it. I don't remember <laughs> them saying the word arm, so I'm a little unsure if you... No, <laughs> Congratulations. Right, I, I, thank, thank you, I take those. Um, <laughs> sure you do. Um, next up, Malin had a very good pick, but it turned out to not be the case. Uh, new IMAX. Which yeah. I'm sure are coming, yeah. but they were just yeah. not coming this so week. So I have this wild, I have this wild theory about this. Do you, do you folks want to hear about this? Yes, I yeah. want to hear about how you argue why you were kind of right. No, I'm not saying. Minute I'm not saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think they were going to announce the iMac uh, with a new industrial design, and it would have arm. It, uh, it, it would, it would use the new arm chip and the. Um, and it would fit sort of well together with the whole announcement and the whole reveal. And it, the keynote was 16 minutes of two hours. Yeah. That's the perfect time to announce a product. And during interviews later, Apple said, our goal was to be under two hours. So it's like, oh, 16 minutes under is not, if you aim for under two hours, 16 minutes under is quite a lot of minutes under. I'll bet you they announced it on Monday, just out of the, just out of the range of you getting your points. So, do I get any points for this? All right, no. cool. No. Zero points. 
No. Uh, Zach's prediction for the 10-point round was that the Messages app would be redone in Catalyst. And that mm-hmm. indeed happened. That did happen. Mm-hmm. It looks all right. It, it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I played with it. And uh, first impressions are very positive. A lot more positive than I expected. To be fair, it uh, it is on a secondary machine. And it might... Uh, my my opinion might sway a bit um but i expected way worse and i was pleasantly surprised um playing with it for a few minutes actually made it feel better than the existing messages app on the mac so good 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 job apple (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm looking forward to some consistency between ios and the mac on with messages and hopefully it means things like search works um which is a big one that hasn't worked on the mac for double clicking like conversations pops out windows and like the things you would expect and the things yeah cool i thought might be going like just the the low-hanging fruit as i said didn't Mm -hmm. spend a crazy amount of time on it but just low-hanging fruit i was like surely double click to to pop out a window for chat it's gone now and Sure enough, I double click and it's there. Woo-hoo. So definitely seems like um, they want to, they're, they're trying to make it a great Mac app and pretty pretty good first impression. All right, eight point round. Um, well, first the ten point round I picked oh. that oh, I yeah. picked sorry. I picked Kai's pick, so I am awarded ten points. Sorry, Adam. Now moving on to the eight point round. Um, Kai's pick. In the first of, of several failed uh, picks related to uh, <laughs> building apps or pro apps um, was that there would be a programming IDE for the iPad, aka Xcode for iPad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was- eventually, if you pick it every single, you know, uh, predictions game, you'll eventually get it. But alas, not today. Yeah, that one hurt. Uh, all my I'm, uh, iPad-related picks, I pick out of, had a very minor year so far. Okay, Mullen's eight-point pick was that there would be some sort of... Uh, was this the uh, continuous integration <sighs> Apple yeah. build yeah. system? Mm-hmm. Again, I guess uh, mm. delayed. Uh, Vancouver see, team this, this enjoying is... the sun one other year instead of working on things. <laughs> I, I don't really don't think that's what's happening. But, uh, <laughs> you don't think so? Uh, no, no. I, I just I was so optimistic about this one. I thought it would happen. And I thought so last year too. And I'm going to pick it next year again. It's because the, the, uh, the, the CI team didn't want to make the uh, iPad, I, Xcode for iPad team look bad. So they agreed see, I mutually. I think that might be the reason. <laughs> I think this has to coexist. and Or the plan is for them to work mm. together. Yeah. Okay. Right. And uh, Zach continues his streak with his eight-point pick, uh, Apple Watch sleep tracking, which was indeed Woo. announced. Good pick. I hear it's mm. not very good, but I'm happy to get the picks. So. Exactly. <laughs> you take what you what you can. Exactly. When you say not very good, you mean accuracy or just that it doesn't have sleep faces? Le- yeah, level of detail doesn't okay. seem very impressive. Do you know <sighs> if behind the scenes they're they're do capture more? They're just not. Is it like a display issue? But like, it could example, be. Um, but the they don't expose any more data in HealthKit is what I've heard. I haven't okay. looked at the APIs, so maybe they've got access to more, but it doesn't pass that along to developers. So I'm not okay. sure the level of detail with which they're capturing sleep. Do you um, happen to catch whether the uh, alarm, like the wake-up alarm, is related at all to sleep faces, or is it just a fixed time? I don't believe so. That was I didn't hear that mentioned at all. And speaking to people who probably would have mentioned that if it was a thing, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything about it. Okay, so, interesting. Yeah, that's surprising because we expected it for a long time, right? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. I think it's a really interesting opportunity for existing sleep tracking apps, though, because suddenly mm-hmm. a bunch of people are going to learn in October or whenever it is that, oh, hey, my watch can do sleep tracking mm-hmm. and also my watch has enough battery to do sleep tracking, but I want a little bit more than what Apple provides. It's a bit mm-hmm. like if you use the health app at the moment as a step counter. Mm-hmm. It's got some steps there, but it's not the best display of that information. It's not the most detailed, doesn't really give you very much so you're Mm -hmm. you're more likely to seek out an app that just displays that same data a bit nicer Mm -hmm. um i imagine it's going to be similar for sleep tracking maybe it means that apple features sleep tracking apps a bit less on the store so maybe it's a net i don't know apple doesn't have a i I didn't notice a big tendency of apple stopping to feature things they have themselves if they're still genuinely good apps out there that do something yeah that is true in a different setting but i also wonder that could be something that comes with the next watch that is coming in Mm. sometime in fall right that they have a new sensor that where apple says now we can do even better sleep sleep face analysis and therefore this is the kind of one of the core features for that in which case it's a bit weird to release it to existing apps sorry existing watches um yeah i already have a prediction for our fall event but i'm not going to mention it because does it involve an imac and sleep tracking (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) i'm joking all right um and Adam, so you don't have to uh, tell us about your missing points. I'll take your, yes. your segment here. I picked so Mullen's you... pick and I did not get yep. the points. Yeah. Um, Unfortunate. Moving on to the seven point round. Um, Kai's mm-hmm. was a wild card and boy, was it wild. Um, <laughs> that the arm transition would somehow some cloud based build system or testing system uh, would be involved. And um, I don't know. Are we surprised that that didn't come true? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, if, 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 if something like Apple Build or whatever the CI system would be called would have been out, I really thought this was quite likely. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was. My, my pick was dependent on Molly getting her points. So we, I didn't get any. Um, instead, we got a developer kit. So if people, I mean, that was the, the next logical solution, right? That means people can apply for developer transition mm-hmm. kits or rather apply for a quick start program, which entails access to a loaner hardware for, um, as part of also being access, given access to a specific part of the developer form and a whole bunch of other small things. Um, so people can build their ARM Mac apps and then send it back to Apple when they ask for it back. So that's that's the solution, which and it's in a uh, Mac Mini kind of uh, uh, industrial design case, which seemed like the next most obvious uh, uh, choice, right? For I, I would have been surprised if Apple would have shipped um, Mac Pros with ARM boards in them. Yeah. It seems like yeah. a way more economical way of shipping uh, DTKs around. And it was an interesting tidbit. Um, I don't think we have any other ARM picks so i'll mention it here um uh apple also said this the chip that's sh- shipping in those dtks the a2 a12z will not ever ship to consumers and uh that uh craig federici said in the interview on the talk show that it's still impressive how well it runs and that you can see how fast this chip is is if the chip team isn't even trying 
<laughs> which uh, it's, a, it's a really good quote. Yeah. So, but it also kind of alludes towards what's what's to come. I think that is definitely Apple seems very confident in their in their chips for whatever Max will see by the end of the year. All right, very good. Moving on. Moving on. Mullen's pick for seven points was also a wild card. The pick was that mm-hmm. Apple would show some sort of video about developers or designers working remotely, collaborating remotely, kind of in mm-hmm. light of the current um, pandemic situation. Yep. And I believe that was not did not happen. Nope. At all. Uh, see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, are you, are, 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 do you have more excuses? <laughs> it's not. Uh, Okay, what I had in mind... Did they cut it out? Was Tim Cook about to show the video? (laughs) (laughs) What I had in mind did not happen. I agree with that. But we did see some footage in the opening segment where t- I think Tim Cook was talking at the same time, and there was some footage of people working. It was it was a reflection on Tim Cook's polished shoes of uh, a video of I'm one developer saying, working I'm remotely. I'm just saying I was really close to getting points. Okay. This. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. There, there was that video at the end, which I thought almost qualified, but nothing to do with design, really. It was just... No, no I know. But yeah. I think there was some footage there in between, and I feel like it's it's close. All right, let's get back to the man who actually gets points in this. <laughs> Zach, uh, his seven-point pick, Swift UI 2.0, which, uh, or next major version of Swift UI, which seems mm. to definitely be the case. I think yeah. they I, I would say so, given yeah. you can now build an entire app in Swift UI. No yeah. more scene delegates. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, interesting tidbit about that that uh, main entry point for Swift. Uh, SwiftUI apps was actually part of the initial uh, draft in 2016 for SwiftUI, but then didn't quite make it, and now it's back. And it's really cool, right? For yeah. for kind of Swift's entire idea is this kind of progressive disclosure, and you kind of learn things as you go. And the app template before was kind of this app delegate and a whole bunch of stuff that mm. where you have like on a Mac app you have those uh, NS window that wraps a content view, and it was kind of I could see why that's intimidating if you're just getting started, or Wait, even if you're without an app delegate. Where am I going to put all my code? <laughs> I mean, you just put it into the the app thing, right? <laughs> you can always. Find find a place to put every <laughs> right, single okay. line of your code. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep yeah. that in mind. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just need one view and then, then you, there you go. Well, yep. But well, if you really want to have a view. place, <laughs> you, you can still use an app delegate despite having uh, the new declaration. Yeah. So you're cool. not, you will still find things. Oh, I don't have to delete all my code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there are still places to write bugs. Don't you worry. Good, good, good. <laughs> Of it. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's really, I, I think that's, it's really yeah, cool. Yeah. And there's also ways of kind of using like different entry points if you want to support a new way for the new operating system and an old one for the old. Uh, so you can actually call that main function, uh, yourself. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, um, cool things around that that makes it, I think, work really well even going forward. Other things are a bit tricky, but I, I think this is, it's a huge step into making Swift UI also feel like a, very first class framework. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like it really feels like from like, this is a way to do things also to like, yeah, that's, that's where we're going. Yeah. And, and we're not, we're not shy talking about that. This is where we're going. Yeah. I mean, and for some of the extension points, it's now the only way to write apps and it feels like you yep. can write an entire app with Swift UI targeting mm. these new platforms now. And mm. there's less of a need to use UIKit or AppKit than before. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just really liked how much focus it feels like they've been putting on each platform. And I feel like there's an understanding that there are certain things of an app that can be shared, but there are also a lot of things that you need to spe- do, make specifically 
work on different platforms. I feel like it really, I really got the feeling that Apple really thought of how things work differently on the Mac versus on iOS or versus on iPad OS. And it was just great to see that. And they must have been so busy in the last year. But also um, just seeing impressive. how much focus during the sessions was on macOS was mm-hmm. obviously very exciting for us working yeah. on the macOS Swift UI yeah. app. Because I think many times looking back at the sessions from, from last year, um, it was like they introduced something that seemed really exciting. And then the question was like, but what about like, how does this work on Mac? Or how does this work with like, in this scenario and i felt like this time it's like all those questions were answered and even looking back at us writing this in swift 1.0 uh it just feels like many of the things that we had to bridge to AppKit for or find workarounds for have been addressed now mm. and i think maybe like maybe i should feel a bit annoyed that i now had to like rewrite that because we just found the workarounds but i'm actually super excited to start removing some of our code and actually have something that feels like it belongs there and it doesn't feel like a workaround. But it also feels validating, right? Because all the things that we built on top and, and bridged to AppKit to build them were the things we cared about. And now seeing them replaced means that Apple also cares about those. I mean, it, it's both ways, right? It means to us, it feels like we picked the right things to add on top mm-hmm. because it seems like those are the things that were missing, but also that Apple realized that, or I mean, sh- I'm sure they were aware of that, but it's now <laughs> the public public statement that it's like, we know what was missing. Mm. We and added they care as much about it. Mm. as Ed. Probably more. Um, probably. And it's just, the entire structure is nice, right? With the app thing and the, the scenes. And it's just really feels like now we have to full package. Mm. Um, and I'm super excited. Okay, um, I picked Zach's pick, so I get points for that. I'll just mention that. Yeah, well, good for you. Mm. Well, that's right. I'm, I'm shocked, actually. I, I'm, look, I'm looking at your guys' 10 and 8-point picks, and I just don't understand. Like, you really you really picked iPad, uh, X-Code really? and iPad like, over Swift you guys UI 2.0. Mm. Anyways, moving on. Also uh, risky to go for a couple of wild cards at the 7-point. Um, that's true. We, we put together a, a, what do you call it, a poll on Twitter for this so mm. uh, Kai and I posted all of those questions on Twitter and I ended up for this question I ended up voting myself for the Swift UI 2.0 over, yeah, <laughs> over yeah. my own pick <laughs> I think I think you guys were maybe like strategizing too much to try to win where Zach was simply picking good picks that were likely to happen it was a much more bold strategy <laughs> <laughs> we, we wanted to be. We wanted to both win and be novel, while Zach played it safe. And <laughs> I, I wanted this show to be entertaining. It's not yeah. safe no. to just pick pick very very likely things to happen in the higher point rounds. That's I know, I know. I mean, All normally right. it's the opposite way, but hey, yeah, yeah this is what I happens know. when I didn't keep up with rumors as much yeah. as I should have. <laughs> Six point round. Kai's pick was one time password keychain support, mm-hmm. and I think that add- did not ha- happen. I think. All right, Kai's going to do some research while we move on to the next one. We'll put a little yep. question mark by that one. Mullen's pick for six points was a wild card. Apple will highlight the app count of, of Catalyst apps in the keynote. Did he do this? No. No? Oh, I still don't have any points. This is uh, so I'd, I'd actually don't even specifically remember them saying anything about Catalyst in the keynote, but I'm sure that's wrong. No, but I'm they, sure they, they talked did. a lot. They talked quite a lot about Catalyst in... Um, Instead of the union, though, right? Uh, good point. I forgot. Uh, but you say in yep. keynote, you, we, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. So I was very close, though. It could have <laughs> happened. Unless anyone heard anything, I'm going to put no points for that one. Yep. Yeah. No, I think, I I'm think, sorry. Uh, 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 yeah. I think I'm not getting any points. <laughs> 
<laughs> Zach also picked a wild card for six points that there would be su- we would hear clapping or cheering during the keynote. Whether it be finally Zach is fake or not, getting fake. see, I, I when I when I listen back to this, I'm very surprised I did not question this more. I I really did not think this would happen. But we couldn't we couldn't challenge it because it was a wild card. By the way, a rule we should uh, abandon next time. We should be able to challenge wild cards, not not for Zach's purpose, hmm. just in general. I think because the wild cards are the ones that are most likely to be challenged. I think that's the reason we made the rule not to challenge him. Is that it? I wanted to encourage wild cards. People should be able to pick crazy I stuff. Know. I agreed with that yeah. in theory, but we we did challenge too little as a result of we'll, that. We'll I think. think. It, okay, we'll we'll consider that. Some of us didn't challenge too little. <laughs> um, uh, I picked Mullen's pick, so I get zero points. Also, any luck on your information, Kai? That you're looking. Okay, let's move on to the five point round. Kai's pick was very interesting because it was the first and only challenge. Um, he predicted that Apple would announce these, <laughs> the, what we're calling the Apple tags, the, the location based tags, which I think we all the think what? is coming. The, the what? The what? The one. what you're talking about. <laughs> but, um, and Zach challenged it and it was good that he did because this was not announced. So what happens with challenges is not only does Kai get zero points for that but mm-hmm. zach gets the five points that kai would have gotten in addition Ooh. to whatever whatever else points he might get this round yeah that's crazy <laughs> so that was a very well-played challenge yeah that was good mm. um cool Mollen's pick was that mail.app would get a major update on ios I didn't get this. I right? think this. I did not see any. See, no. I think. I think we, they're they're saving this till the fall event. <laughs> I think Tim Cook Cut it. on stage decided last minute that this is a feature we're not seeing because I saw a reflection. <sighs> Shut up. <laughs> Zach's five point pick was that there would be new information about contract tracing. Nothing that I've seen, and I no, did not oh, contact. But yeah, Contact. No, oh, sorry. No. That's that's a typo. <laughs> it sounded funny as I was saying it, but then I contract, checked. I'm like, that's I've written typed. it as contract tracing a few times. Contact tracing, uh, and there was not. Yeah. But Zach There's still got not. points that round due to his challenge. Woo. So it's uh, he's still doing well. I picked uh, Mullen's pick, which was wrong, so I got no points. Moving on to four point picks. Uh, Kai's pick was a wild card that. They would mention in some way that there was some mm-hmm. the delay to their software update schedule. Is that mm-hmm. a fair way of putting it? I yep. don't believe there. They not only did they not mention that, but they the what they did say was it sounded like things are on track for the fall, yep. or they implied yeah, that. Was a dumb pick. Yeah. Um, Mullen's four point pick, which was also <laughs> a wild card, <laughs> was. Um, it says Swift data introduction for Swift focused on Swift UI, which means some sort of uh, data persistence layer that is very Swifty and made for mm-hmm. Swift UI would be announced. And that was not announced. We did get a keychain wrapper. So <laughs> <laughs> technically that's persistence. Uh, yeah, that wasn't really what I was after. Zach's four point pick was that COVID or coronavirus would be mentioned during the keynote. Mm, and it wasn't. Happen. I don't and think this no. happened. No, no, it was referred to as virus. Yes. Or pandemic. Yeah. One of those. Virus it wasn't COVID or coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it also a pandemic? Yeah, it might have been pandemic. Too, yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. Bounced. That was a fun round. So, Zero points <laughs> for everyone. Therefore, I got no points also. <laughs> we put you in a hard situation yeah, there. Yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> All right, new rule, you guys. For every round, one of you has to get it right, so I have a chance. <laughs> or you get extra points. You get That is your welcome yeah, next time. Yeah. If you say none of you get it oh, and you're right, nice. you get extra points. Nice. Yeah, because sometimes I had trouble picking and that... Mm. Okay, three-point round. Uh, Kai's pick was that Apple would announce Logic Pro on iPad. Moving right along. That <laughs> did not happen. Uh, Mullen's three-point pick was that you'd be able to change the system default apps, Woo! which did We're happen. Points. I'm on the board. Woo-hoo. Which there are not APIs for at the moment, apparently, so hopefully oh. they're coming soon. That's surprising. I would have thought they would have released that now. I mean, there's, beta one is always... Specifically, it was for mail yep. and browsers, I think, only. But that definitely yep. gets you the points. Mm-hmm. I mean, beta one is probably already a few weeks old, so I wouldn't, you know, the next seed is probably adding a whole bunch of stuff that is still missing. Um, Zach's three-point pick was a wild card, was that uh, they would mention Safari privacy improvements during the keynote. And hmm. boy, did they. And did they specifically did. mention Safari privacy? Yeah. I think yeah, so. The, yeah, the contact... Uh, sorry, the um, tracking... But did he use the word Safari? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they'll talk okay. about Safari. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think the pick even was that they had to use the word Safari. I think they showed it no, in the Safari no. browser, yeah. and that's all that yeah. mattered. They showed it the was, improvements. It was, it was, it, it was crystal clear yeah. <laughs> uh, victory on that. I'm going to jump in there and say that I think I'm really, really appreciating how much focus is pu- being put on security uh, by Apple now and privacy. And I just... I'm slightly annoyed at all of us because we usually, we have picked some pick related to Apple focusing on privacy throughout the last few years. I think we, we've been picking this like since the dawn of the podcast. We've been talking about this for such a long time and none of us picked Especially it. Especially analytics. And yes. now it finally happens and we're all looking like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I'm super excited to see this and I'm really liking the, um, the new update that there will be things available in the app store that actually shows what an app is doing and what you are sharing with an app and that it has to include third-party sdks as well i mm. think it's it's amazing it's great to see that mm. and the default if you don't actually provide this data it will say this app sells your financial data to russian hackers i think <laughs> that's the default now yeah. just a random prediction i have a feeling that this the start date for this will get delayed as in it won't coincide with the day that iOS 14's launch. I think there'll be a grace period for existing apps Maybe. before they start displaying that anything not on a the bad, app store. That's not a dumb prediction. <laughs> I, I know, but I, like, I don't know, it's but just, think... it's a type of thing they were deliberately cagey with the date. Yeah, and it yeah, seems yeah, like, true. you know, a bunch of companies are, they, they know about it now, but no one's going to think about it until October when the GM mm-hmm. hits. And then it's going to be like, oh, existing apps have until April 30th next yeah. year before you need to provide But the questionnaire will be available, right? It's just that it won't yeah, be yeah. displayed until... I'm sure yeah. you'll be able to fill it out, but there'll be no penalty for not filling it out. Like, I assume nothing will display on the App Store until... I like, would, October, yeah, See, I'm April. not sure, because this is something that has a questionnaire only. You don't actually have to make changes to your app in order to fill this out. It's not like signing with Apple, where people actually had to make changes to their app. Well, it could be enforced on, yeah. on on updates, right, from a certain date, because they could yeah. have that technically today. So yeah. if today, any app submission also ne- needs yeah. to go through a questionnaire. Mm-hmm. And any right, future but I don't updates- think it's fair at the moment to say you need to know 
everything a third party SDK is doing. I get that this is trying to yeah. make that make you more aware, but a lot of the SDKs, like I've worked on apps where I wouldn't know where to start contacting the people who yeah. make these frameworks to get yeah. this information, and it would yeah. take weeks, if not months, for everyone yeah. to yeah. get yeah. back to me. And all the Facebooks yeah. and Googles will yes. start preparing documents now. Where yeah. yeah, you definitely yeah. need need some preparation from yeah. the third party developers. So I, I think this isn't going to like be a day one iOS fourteen. Maybe for new apps, and that's. A different story, yeah. But um, I, I assume we'll get some hard and fast dates later, but it won't be probably, like probably not be even there this though, year. But I, I see why. why it probably yeah, wouldn't. yeah, totally. I mean, it's fine for us in our personal things where we don't use trackers, but for mm. like big corporations, yeah. they do. So yeah, yeah. And now I want them to do subscriptions next. I want to sh- have a more prominent display that an app has a subscription. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. instead if, of just in-app purchase. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Stupid. Yep. yep. All right. Okay. <laughs> I picked Zach's pick. And so, first Good of all, call. I should mention Zach's was a wild card, so he gets six points instead of three. Mm-hmm. And I picked Zach's picks, and it was a wild card, so I get six points. Yep. Huzzah. Uh, the two-point round, Kai predicted that there would be external monitor support for iPad. And I believe that is not uh, the case. I don't know. Let's say... <laughs> I, don't I, think was, so. I didn't say anything about it. Yeah, nothing. We would have heard it by now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think so too. Maybe that's something <laughs> that's tied to hardware. Maybe the GPU can't drive two displays. Yeah. Who knows? Or or it's just keeping things for when they do release Xcode and Logic during the September event or, <laughs> or whenever the iPad. Or, the, or like it'll, be, it'll be like the next new iPad. Even even though it'll work on old iPads, they'll keep the announcement mm. for like the... Yeah. Um, Malin's two-point pick, and this is actually the only one that I have no idea if it's true or not, was that <laughs> SwiftUI text fields will be able to... You'll be able to specify a set height. So this one can See, be contested if... Yeah. In this case... It doesn't matter because none of us have any chance to even get remotely close to Zach's points at this point. Yeah. Uh, so I'm happy to give it to you. But thank uh, you. Technically, they text, did not change. The they added height. a new type yeah. called um, text editor that is essentially like a text field, but it can be multi-line. Mm-hmm. But text field itself cannot be multi-line. I would be happy to give that to you because yeah, me too. That's how it works on iOS. So yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. On yeah. in UIKit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would too, because I think the, the spirit of it was that currently there was no way to have yeah, any sort of yeah. text field yeah. that, that you could choose yeah. the height, and now they're now they yeah. provided a mechanism for yeah. that. Yeah, and they also changed the default behavior for a general text. So if you want to have like a label and you use the text elements, you used to have to set uh, the multi. You have to actually make it a multi make it multi-lined and you had to set uh, the amount of lines you want to allow for and, and whereas now it's doing it, the fixed size where you yeah. whatever whatever the parameters are we always get wrong you have to fix it vertically no you have to fix it horizontally but not vertically for it to actually grow it was a bit weird yeah so there are a few different param- a few different modifications you have to make to the to the text element but now you just get all of that by default and you just have to decide whether or not you want to limit it to a single line or not magic i'm so excited Zach's two point pick was that there would be a new version of AR Kit. And Ooh, yes, 4.0. indeed, and there was. Boy, did we AR Kit 4. That one is huge mm. too. Like all the new occlusion stuff looks amazing, at least yep. in the demos. The, the real world anchors are looking really, really cool, I think, um, that you can have permanently f- fixed objects in, in the real world based on location and, and all the maps data and all of that. It, it, it looks really, really cool. Um, but again, we can't mention ARKit without saying this would make a whole bunch of extra sense on any kind of device mm. that's not ha- ha- in your hand. <laughs> yep. 
but not so, you, so you think it will come to the watch? It will be a watch. Yeah. yeah. AR kit will be huge on the watch. Cool. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we got that. So. Mm. And headphones. Um, cool. Yeah, that was... I'm, I'm quite excited about that. Just from... A, I'm, I didn't watch as many sessions just because we had things that were more urgent related to labs. But I'm very excited about... It's weird, right? Because I mentioned it during meetups before. Usually when Apple does major announcements... We can kind of predict from very far edges of the SDKs what direction Apple might be going in, right? I mean, sometimes it's a bit closer, like the safe areas, where like there will probably be something about rounded edges at the very least or not. Um, but like when the first iPhone, like Project Purple days, there were like there was some weird filings, but then it was just all there, and we're like, whoa, multi-touch and everything is amazing. That's crazy. This time, if we see all those pieces coming together one after another, and what's really missing is hardware. Like, that's like the optics and the, the hardware product. So, we have all the software pieces right in front of ourselves, <laughs> literally tagged in the real world. Um, but we're still missing missing hardware. So, it's, it's quite interesting to see that. It, it feels like a swift evolution. Everything is happening in front of our eyes, but we can't just... We can't quite put the last pieces together just yet. Cool. And Adam, and you get points. I get points because I picked Malin's pick. Yay. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> one point round. Kai's wild card. He said there would be a one more thing and there were zero more things. So <sighs> I, they even I, took, they, it was even minus one more thing. They took the iMac. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. <laughs> um, if if this would have been the deciding point, I, my my argument I would have laid out was that the arm segment was the one more thing because it went back to to Tim and Tim saying, and we have something really exciting to show to you about the future yeah. of the Mac. I, I don't think you would have got. I think it was that. connected to the Mac OS thing. It kind of said, "Oh, and now." And speaking of the Mac, we have another cool thing to tell you. I I felt like it was yeah. Anyways, that would I, I wouldn't, are, are you an Look, yeah, it doesn't make doesn't a matter. difference. I'm zero points. Yeah. Mullins, sorry, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm letting the judging power go to my head. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Mullins, one point pick was that there would be more apps, more watchOS apps would be available in the always on mode. Right now, the always on on the watch, <sighs> what is it, four five, is uh, somewhat limited, but still very mm-hmm. nice and. The, the pick was that there would be more things you could see in always on mode, and I think that that is not the case. No, so that no. was not announced. Pro- they're probably waiting till till fall. <laughs> Final- Are you going to reuse all your picks in October? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Final- I don't know. I probably I'm probably going to rework all of them and then end up <laughs> like losing all the points that I could potentially. Uh- Amazing. Zach's one point pick was his final wild card, which womp was womp. iOS upgrade pricing would be announced. And that also was not announced. So no. Zach gets zero points. And therefore I get zero points because I picked, I had to pick yep. one of these, one of these losers. Of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as a reminder, we also had some bonus points based on whose picks I picked. Uh, Kai was given two bonus points, Malin four bonus points, Zach three bonus points. And so now we have our, our final totals. And so um, in fourth place with the most 
pathetically small number of points. <laughs> we have Malin. She looks very grumpy at me right now. Like, uh, <laughs> sorry, I was just no, I was just counting the points. Doesn't take that long to count, Malin. No, I understand. <laughs> like, it points. was hard for you to believe that it was only nine because that's such a low number, and you had to double check the math. But I assure you, almost you sent more bonus points. It is than correct. Point, so, um, in third place. Um, with slightly more, but still a res- uh, unrespectingly low number of points, was Kai. Congratulations. Uh-huh. Um, in Move second, right on. in second place, with a you know a reasonable number of points, but certainly not close to enough to win, was was me with twenty five points. Yep, coming out of and nowhere in the bonus part of this this prediction episode, yes. the draft. <laughs> you in in fact, you're also the winner of the draft, so you, you got that one for you. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. Mm. And um, which leaves our our winner with a a staggering forty one points, which I don't know if that's one of the highest point totals you guys have ever had during predictions, but it's uh, at least uh, it's close to five point average per round. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations, really Zach! You dominated. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Not expecting that, but hey, I'll take it. I think it's the first win in yeah. three years. Jeez. It's it's the highest amount of points I've seen all week. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't close. That was so bad. You know, after recording last episode, I told Kai, I was like, "Man, I really think I'm winning this time. This <laughs> this, this was great. I think we did a good job." And you did get points. So. Well, I think. Well, uh, also, remember I. Separate from my draft picks, I told you based on everyone's picks who I thought would win, and I mm-hmm. and I picked Mullen as mm. who I thought would have the most correct predictions. And so, mm. you know, I, yeah. I can't I can't even blame your picks. They were all mm. actually all your picks except for a couple which I won't name. Uh, and all three of your <laughs> picks were uh, really really good. Yeah, and I don't know what I was up to. Why, why would I pick the iPad? See, I've I don't never, know why you. You picked really that. doubled you down so on confident. that. Hey? Yeah. It, it, I doubled down on the only device that apple makes that i don't own i don't know what i'm doing here <laughs> the last ipad i owned was an ipad the, literally the first ipad i don't know what, what this was all about but i learned from my mistakes and i will only pick mac <laughs> from now on it's also so unfortunate i you know the mac is by so far of a margin my favorite thing that apple makes well we and don't believe the you. year and i'm like mm, i think then. i think you secretly wants everything to move to an ipad i think you think you're on the ca- ipad camp of this <laughs> are you excited <laughs> Kai, when apple does come out with um xcode for ipad that you'll be able to run it on your new arm mac <laughs> 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 uh, no <laughs> yeah i'm super excited about i'm not even mad i'm so excited about how much attention a mac got this year I, I i don't think any of us would have predicted that no, this is the no. arm arm uh, that th- this is the mac year right I, mm. I feel like if if you're doing a lot of ui kit it might be a kind of slow year but if yeah, you're in yeah. the middle of of anything mac related or even if i mean if you make ios apps you're now a mac developer congratulations if you make ipad apps you're now a mac developer congratulations your job titles just grew by an extra couple of lines you're an apple so, platforms developer i guess so yeah um yeah cuz like it's the same technology to build watch apps as it is to build widgets as it is to build mac apps like it's all just the same I mean, and yeah. you can even reuse half of it right it's i know yeah so it's but it's i don't know that side is still i'm a bit <sighs> While the Mac got so much attention, I'm still a bit wary of the 
of dumping all the iOS apps onto the Mac, at least the Apple Silicon ones, that still seems like I don't know what that will look like. I we did notes in the in the um, keynote or State of the Union where they showed the Mac App Store showing an iOS app or an iPad app. In the, that case, it actually showed you know how in the App Store you have like your title, like your app name, your subtitle that you can I don't know have your 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 selling line, and then now they added a third line that shows designed for iPad if it's an iPad app, ah, and I assume okay. designed for iPhone or iOS mm. if it's an iOS app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how the rest of the Mac apps will work. Will features yeah. will it feature iOS apps or will the features still be <laughs> Mac apps? Um, will the search results prioritize Mac apps mm. or will it just be you search anything? Or maybe there will be just different categories that you search in. You search for either like Mac apps or things that have imported. Mm. But I, it, I can imagine there, I, I, f- I can imagine there being like a strong lift on how the app store works potentially, but I also don't know. Like it could just be everything coming to the Mac mm. app store. And I think that can make it hard to find apps that are specifically made for the Mac. Depending on how, how this, and it ends up right. So I I do think it's in, it's super exciting because there's so many new things. The Mac has been a bit I don't know I don't want to say boring, but there's definitely not been as much change. And now no matter what, there's there's a lot of big movement, a lot of big investment, a lot of big steps Apple's taking. And I'm sure some of those will be reverted in in macOS. We don't even know. Will it be macOS 11.1? Will it be macOS 12 next year? Or <laughs> tune into the show to hear about it. <laughs> but you know, everything is kind of everything is now up for discussion. We will have a very fun year of discussing what, what Apple does with the Mac. And I'm super excited about that because I obviously can't shut up talking about Mac and Mac OS. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's great. And I think it's, uh, I think many people have been worried that the Mac is not getting that much attention lately and sort of, I mean, uh, it seems like you also thought that the iPad will get more focus, Kai. <laughs> uh, but I think it's, it's just great to see how much focus is put back on the Mac and, like, I feel super excited just releasing a Mac app. Um, uh, yeah, just releasing my first Mac app. And I think, I think it's great. Uh, yeah, to we see picked it. a good time, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think, but I do think if you are not into making a Mac app and you're not super excited about Swift UI, I think this could have been quite a quiet year for many developers. Um, who are but the ones that iOS don't pay too much attention. Like if you actually pay attention, you realize that I don't, I don't see a lot of developers this will actually be a quiet year for. No. Cause so I much. I think there's so many opportunities opening up now. And if you are, if you have free time or if you are looking at like picking up new, new, new pro- project or directions for your pro- current products, I think there's so many exciting things to play around yeah. with. Everything that's not inherently like gyro or GPS based is probably going to be on the Mac now. And you have to, you have to build for that. You have to test for that. You have to figure out how to make it nice. It's like, it's, it's, it's huge here for, for, Pretty much everyone. Have fun tilting your Mac Pro to play Doodle Jump. Yeah, yeah, that will be <laughs> that will be quite the adventure. And it's boing, it, boing. now also the good thing is you know you can even add fitness tracking for uh, your fitness gaming. That would be considered fitness gaming if you have to tilt your <laughs> Mac Pro. Uh, so, <laughs> I was thinking that there's got to be there's going to have to be exclusions to this. Like for example, you can't ma- you can't run a health kit app on an iPad. Yeah. You can't even download mm-hmm. it from the store. That's got to be the same yeah. on Mac OS. Like there's going to be certain categories of things. I imagine most games are going to not work. Yeah, what what happens on Catalyst, actually, if you do include HealthKit, it works mm. as if HealthKit is running on any other device that's not available. 
So if, for example, for Catalyst apps, right, your health kit is not available on the, on the iPad. Uh, so the code will be executed the same way, but it no longer, as before, you had to if dev out health kit mm-hmm. because it was a framework that didn't exist. So there, uh, yeah. Apple's definitely also making steps of if, if you at least did your health kit app on iPad, even if it's just for whatever other, not directly getting the data purposes, at least that app can also run the same way it does on the iPad on the Mac. I went in and turned off the setting for the app that I have that's primarily health kit based because mm-hmm. it makes no sense on the Mac and I have yeah. no intention of adding support for it. Mm-hmm. So, And that's that's your decision too, right? Which is Oh, you have to make that decision. That's not mm-hmm. a question. And I know, I think well, it's, it's mostly a legal thing. No, it is, it's a legal thing though. Like certain content is licensed to certain platforms and oh, okay. you can't yeah. just, you can't that's make true. it mandatory that an app runs on a platform because yeah. it runs on another platform when you agreed to something you know, ages ago, mm-hmm. like before That's that. True. Obviously, yeah. you can change the agreements going forward, but um, yeah, no, there are certain there are certain reasons why they can't just magically say everything mm-hmm. has to work. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, I could imagine like all the video streaming services around the world, right? If yeah. if yeah. if you have a license to play this in in certain apps, and all of a sudden there are new platforms, you need to renegotiate that. Yeah. Like there are uh, stupid licensing rules. Like don't get me wrong, I, I think they're a joke, but I know for example the NRL, so like our main sport in this great city, mm-hmm. um, they their app they only have permission to play content at a certain physical size and so if an app was scaled up or down on the mac that same size will be broken and they are not licensed to play that content (laughs) at that size and it's ridiculous that licensing works that way apple apple increased the size of the eyes by (laughs) a centimeter we don't we can no longer have an app there it's bad but that's the way it is and and they would be in breach of their agreement with the um with the streaming provider if that happens so but i mean they can opt out and then that's of course, and and then they will, but that's mm. I think that's part of the reason why everything and, mm. and and the other reason obviously being that not everything makes sense, but it is interesting mm. that it's opt out yeah. as opposed to opt in. So it really yeah. is saying get your stuff sorted. Yeah, yeah. But then also things like I'm sure some stuff of the big source stuff will be kind of tweaked over the next few years, right? This is a big step. Like iOS seven was a big step, and then some things didn't quite. You know, we we've seen design tweaks since then, and I'm sure we'll get that too, where it's like maybe maybe. The, the way we're sh- displaying the, the new sheets, right? They're looking more like alerts. They, they probably get some tweaks over the years and whatever people complain about or don't like. Some of them, like I've used Big Sur for a few days now. I got used to it way quicker than I expected. I was very skeptical during the keynote. And then after using it, I was like, this actually looks nice. It feels nice. It, it is. <sighs> It does not feel as low contrast when you're using it as I thought it might be. Um, that might be because my eyes are fine or whatever. But it's I, I I was more skeptical than I am now before before I tried it. Um, but which doesn't mean that things will not be tweaked. But I I'm I'm very excited about that. Another thing I want to point out, uh, which I think is interesting, um, for especially for Apple TV, Apple now supports VP9. Um, on the Apple TV and actually on all their platforms, which is what you would need for Google services to play high, uh, like 4K content, for example, anything past their 1080p stream. So now with Big Sur and uh, new TVOS and all the other platforms, you can actually run 4K content, which I know, of, at least for, for in our household, is the only reason we're still using Android TV for, for YouTube, just because I don't want to waste my life watching 1080p content. Um, and now, now you can do that. And I think that was a long, 
long standoff Apple had with Google on which video streaming or which video codec to use. And I'm happy that it seems like, I mean, not that Apple gave in per se and not that it matters anyways, but it's nice that I can now use Safari on my Mac to watch YouTube, which before that I had used Chrome and I don't want to use Chrome. It's just the only way of getting at least software encoded, a decoded VP9. And now you can get probably hardware support in, on most Macs for, for watching uh, YouTube 4K videos, which is nice. And we're moving to AV1 anyways in the future. So Apple was probably whatever. I want to get back to the naming. How do you feel as a native Californian? <laughs> Singing out, Adam. <laughs> how do you feel about this? Yes. How do you feel about this, Adam? Do you, do you like the name? Um, I'll, it's exactly as whatever fine as the last <laughs> five names there. It's not, it's not my favorite. It's not like, Oh, wow. I'm excited because it's one of my favorite places in California. It's also not, you know, a stupid name. Um, <laughs> My wife uh, hates most of the macOS city names, and she hates this one about as equally <laughs> as previous ones. So, Where is your wife from? She's from uh, Massachusetts, Boston area. Okay. Yeah. She, mm. she doesn't hate them because they're uh, <laughs> California-specific <laughs> names. She just thinks names like El Capitan are just dumb-sounding names. Uh, <laughs> See, I, I, I really... I do not like Big Sur because I guess maybe I can't really pronounce it correctly, but I feel like it's, when I say it, it sounds like Big Sur, like S-U-S-S-I-R. That's how you say it. Like, it sounds weird. <laughs> well. <laughs> like, you wouldn't say small madam, right? It's just. <laughs> that is not, but if there was a place in California named small madam, it might be up for possible. Yeah, put that in your in your predictions for next year, Mommy. I, th I think also yeah. what Apple maybe doesn't realize is that there are there are there are names of things where as soon as you hear it, you think, okay, that's probably a place like Catalina. You know, mm -hmm. you hear that, like ah, that's you could guess if someone was mm -hmm. talking about we're going to go up to yeah. Catalina. Oh, that's probably some place somewhere. Um, but there are places like Big Sur that I think if you are from California, you've heard of it. It, probably mm -hmm. and so you don't even realize that it's kind of an odd sounding name if you mm -hmm. aren't familiar with it and maybe apple's a little too much in the california bubble to realize <laughs> that if, if that just as a as a set of words put mm -hmm. together it is odd sounding and you would not intuitively be yeah. like oh it's no. a name of a place yeah, yeah. like i go uh, kai and i walk on the street talking about our roadmap and we're like so the new design for big sur it's like what are like people hearing that it sounds like we well, have to say it like that? big sur <laughs> <laughs> and you have to carry a surfboard otherwise Big just, yeah. uh, my bigger problem with the name is uh the abbreviation is bs which is not the most i mean macro is BS. Why, why are you abbreviating it because, <laughs> because i can't, can't say, say it so. <laughs> it's 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 like two syllables you can say really really fast it's it's actually one of the easiest ones to say we're just well, gonna say 11 <laughs> I liked I liked uh, leopard or tiger. <laughs> those were those were those were the glory days. Yeah, they big cats ran out of cats. Nice. They ran out of cats. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I mean, it's it's a name. No we'll one, get, no one yeah. cares. Probably we'll get used to it. Like um, you can't get your hopes we'll, up we'll about survive. the Mac OS names. You have to just accept that they're never yeah, they're never going to be awesome. At this point, I would be disappointed if they're not a bit weird, right? You you kind of you want to have a slightly weird name. I I would have liked more more naming uh 
I, I mean, a lot, it's it's a bit quirky, but I do like the segment where they go through the naming process. Uh, and this time it was a bit rushed. I, I enjoy that. It's very dad humory, but I mean, Craig Craig is good at that, and I don't mind Craig spending a few extra minutes on on making dad jokes about naming. Perhaps he was a little. Seem to make it clear that's not happening again. <laughs> hey. Yeah. yeah, maybe he was a little ashamed about Big Sur. Maybe it was not it was not his top choice. <laughs> yeah, was... yeah. I think he wrote, he rooted for uh, what do I call it? Small Madam. Oh. Yeah, that was his pick. <laughs> yeah, and also none of us got that right. Not even close. Right? I don't think we've had Big Sur as a as a suggestion last week. Yeah, because I didn't know that's a place. <laughs> Unfortunately. Mm. Any other uh, favorite announcements that anyone wants to point out? I was... The thing I was most impressed with and also excited about was the uh, the pencil kit related things, the oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Apple Pencil related things. Mm-hmm. Both the uh, scribble feature that lets you write in any mm-hmm. text field, which is just super convenient. If you happen to have an Apple Pencil in your hand at the time you're using mm-hmm. your iPad, mm-hmm. it's very nice. But also the... Um, you know, it's one thing to recognize text. And it's another thing to be able to say, oh, we can recognize text mm. and copy it to a clipboard. It's another thing to be able to select it using the standard mm-hmm. text selection mechanisms in real time with highlighting around the written text glyphs yeah. was just, to me, that just blew my mind. I never would have yeah. expected something like that. And uh, as someone that develops a drawing app, you know, my first thought is, my first thought was, wow, can we use that feature uh, mm-hmm. in our app? It turns out you can't. Um, and then the second thought was, oh man, how are we ever going to yeah. come up with something comparable? <laughs> so is it not open at all? Like, oh, oh, so nice pencil kit, if you you adopt pencil kit for your drawing canvas you do get that for free mm-hmm. um but if okay. but a lot of uh drawing apps out there have their own drawing engine mm-hmm. and in which case you can yeah there's best of mm-hmm. my knowledge there's no way of just saying hey please convert this for me but don't mm-hmm. don't draw it just uh mm-hmm. convert it yeah i mean this is also probably something that is probably more than one person spending all year yeah <laughs> or multi years to get this just right it's it's hard yeah, to compete yeah. with that and as a, as a something like text recognition i mean it's very possible that the entire thing is developed 100% in house it's also possible that they licensed certain technologies for text yeah. recognition mm-hmm. in certain languages and things like that mm-hmm. things things were like their license agreement is such that like we can't just open it as an api similar yeah. how they used to i think they had problems with that with some of the early map stuff some of the mm-hmm. reverse geolocation mm-hmm. uh anyways uh, anyways, yeah. uh, maybe, and, and who knows? They keep out uh, pencil kit last year was just really basic. They've added a ton of mm-hmm. features to it this year, like from, from the API standpoint. And so it could be that next year we, we see some of this stuff. So, mm. yeah, this, yeah. It, I think it's super cool. Yeah. Um, I think one of my, uh, like all the favorite things that I have are basically Swift UI related. Like I was just super excited about this. But one thing I want to highlight specifically is the new, um, lazy grid view. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like a, uh, well, it's, it's a, it's a separate type of stack, uh, which allows you to make uh, a grid and you can decide either based on what width you want the grid to be, then it divides elements to, to fit nicely into that grid. Um, or you can decide that you want to fill the whole screen and like you, you can really make it adaptable to any type of device size. Um, so if, if you have an iPad and then you rotate it, it will really try to scale all of your elements, depending on how many elements you want to have per row. And it's, it's really cool. 
And I really like how they have also focused on off that lazy loading. Um, so they have that for, for all of the stacks. You can now make them lazy. I guess the said stack you probably can't make lazy, no. but I don't know why you would do that. Um, it but would yeah. always be on screen. Right? Yeah. It would yeah. make sense. Uh, so you can do the H stack and the V stacks lazy. And that's just really nice if you have a lot of data that you want to display, um, that you're making it load lazily because then you won't have to do all this, uh, layout before, before something appears on screen. Um, and they showed a demo of this when there were, uh, there was a list equivalent, like a V stack with a lot of images in it. And they scrolled through it once they moved over to using a lazy V stack. And it was just, you could really see the improvement if in how, but also how, the view how fast loaded it was. Way quicker, right? Even the, yeah. not even the scrolling, but just bringing up that view. What SwiftUI had to do mm-hmm. before is load all those views, like generate them. So if you would segue, you might get some like frame drops because it has to generate yep. this entire this entire list with like potentially hundreds or thousands of elements well now they only have to render the ones that come on screen and as you scroll they they do the rest which is just it, it just enables those kind of win- so it's it's getting back to the the feature set that like table views have always provided exactly. since yeah, the beginning exactly. of time yeah. but yeah. that they probably just didn't have time to optimize that yeah. for swift ui yeah. 1.0 yeah yeah and that was a thing that I really felt was missing um, at the moment on Swift 1.0. So I think this is awesome. Mm. And we we have we ran into that issue. Um, we we restructured our views a bit to reduce the amount of cells um, in our app. But it's like when you have like if you want to see all time entries for a client in our app, right? That can it, as time goes on, we're kind of lucky that uh, Big Sur is not too far away now. So hopefully by the time people have hundreds or thousands of timeline entries they already upgrade and get all the new sh- uh, shiny stuff but it's definitely an issue where that can happen over time how does nice for the new swift ui stuff how does that work as far as compatibility uh. with previous <laughs> systems <laughs> it will be quite a lot of um if like we will have to do a lot of conditional code uh, yeah. in, in so it is in truly for, for not orbit. it's not back back backwards compatible or no, forwards like compatible nothing, yeah no no, no. Um, because we like, can still stacks. use everything. Like, there's nothing breaking for um, um, for Big Sur, so we can keep on use. We could, in theory, just run the app as it is. Um, but any any new things, even things that are like beneficial for us to adopt a new design language, um, those would be Swift UI. 2.0 specific and then it would be big sir specific but it's also like for example the the new stack the lazy loading of stacks is a separate element it's a lazy stack right mm. so it's not that the um vertical stack just got lazy loading functionality it's actually a different element yeah so you would present the old yeah. stack on the old system and the new stack on the new system yeah and, and also in the future you might not need a lazy stack at every, every time because if it is being displayed um on your like if everything is displayed at once anyways and you don't want it to scroll you should use the regular v stack um you just, they specifically recommend you not to overuse mm. the lazy loaded ones well that's that was my next question i don't want to get too programmer nerdy here but that's fine. what's the what is the disadvantage of the lazy loading ones like why wouldn't it just they're all lazy loading why would you ever not use that it, it seems like there's there's a bunch of overhead that that would create for layout stuff and because like you don't know how big the next cells are yet so there's apparently there's some overhead another fi- thing as well is that you don't always use vstack to display the same content under one another you often use vstacks if you want to show like an image at the top then a label then a detail label like if you want to have that sort sure. of hierarchical so you replace auto layouts right so you want if you want to be able to 
stack that up. You would use a V stack as well. And then if you have, then you don't really need to have it. And what you could do is having like, you often have quite a lot of nested stacks. So you might have an overarching stack that has multiple rows that look the same, but that one has multiple labels. Like each row has multiple labels inside of it. But they will always be shown at once. There's never a situation where you only show like, I don't know, the example they had during the presentation was if you look at like the app store five-star rating, you know, you have, Mm-hmm. Like if you look at an app, you can see it has between zero and five star rating. That is an horizontal stack, but it never needs to be lazy because sure. you'll yeah. never see only the one star of the five stars. If so, your stars are way too big, <laughs> you know. But it, those are the things where it's 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 inherently very clear that this doesn't need any lazy optimization. Yeah, yeah, okay, makes sense. I think in 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 reality, we for for our app at least in our use case, I think it's very clear where we use where we use which one and i'm sure for for a lot of apps if you would make them all lazy nothing will crash it's just if if you i do like the approach of optimizing when necessary right and that's kind of that you make everything v stacks and then when you know it's performance issue make it lazy but it's it's huge improvements that that's even possible before Mm -hmm. that wasn't if you had performance issues you had to wrap a table view instead or or a collection view or whatever else and now you can at least stay within the same framework mm-hmm. if you do have performance issues, which is a lot nicer. Um, Zach, do you have any favorite feature that was announced throughout the week? Um, not really. I'm... <laughs> oh. No, I don't, there's no pet thing. I think it's, a, it's an, a year of really nice incremental improvements. There's lots around sort of proactive intelligence and things mm-hmm. like that. And that's a really interesting theme that's, continued for sort of the last three years now and is taken further by widgets which Mm -hmm. are based all around the intent stuff that came with shortcuts and that's constantly evolving um i'm very much looking forward to doing work with that but yeah i don't know just it's just across the board a pretty like solid year that the swift ui improvements are really nice like that goes Mm -hmm. without saying if you're using swift ui that's going to make a huge difference um so if i had to narrow it down it's probably that but yeah just Mm -hmm. overall it was a really good good year um things are sort of in a good shape the early word on the street is that the first beaters are really good so um it's just sort of got me excited for building software for stable platforms again and um you know with some nice <laughs> improvements so like little things like even the subscription testing which i don't think we've mentioned oh, yet yeah. that's yeah. really that's so really cool um uh, i think it was general in that purchase testing not mm, just subscription. Yes, sorry yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that. And also, really I think good. it made it into our quickfire rounds uh, last week. I actually think maybe our quickfire round, Marlon, was like, our honorable mentions might have been better than our actual picks. Um, but we also mentioned that we um, that we were hoping for the uh, re- automatic renewal mm-hmm. being added to the server to server notifications, mm-hmm. and it's there. It's so good. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome, and I think. Uh, you guys might not be as excited as we are, but this this was just feeling like a missing piece of the server to server notification, and yeah, I'm so happy that they added it now. Uh, what's your favorite thing, Kai? Um, the Mac is exciting again, and <laughs> wow, that's a very holistic way of yeah. <laughs> expressing your happiness. Cool. The Mac has been a lot, but probably not exciting for a few years, <laughs> and I'm happy that that we're back at. I I would say this year the Mac is the most exciting platform, mm. and it coincides with being my favorite platform so i'm i'm incredibly happy and it's it's like usually people might not be happy that they had a <laughs> essentially it felt like we had a one hour to 
one hour presentation of a to-do list for our next few months um, with all the design changes and all the new things that we we have to and get to adopt. But I'm, I'm super excited about that. That's the one for me. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Congrats again, Zach, yeah. on winning. Congrats, Adam, yeah. on your first participation being in second place without without knowing that you would participate until the la very last minute. So mm. I had no time to prepare. Well, <laughs> it served you well. And thanks again for joining for, for our results episode. Adam, yeah, thanks, Adam. It was great having you. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Mm. I tried to look up what your name is on Twitter, and then I will say, like, if anyone is excited, then want to talk to Adam. Kabuki Vision. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know how to spell that. So K-A-B-U-K-I-V-I-S-I-O-N. Big Sir.